This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick off the show with something super interesting. And for this story, we're going to head over to San Antonio. That's where David Parquet, he owns a taco shop called Tacos Don Manito. And the star of this taco shop is not carne asada. It's another kind of beef. Well, it's David's beloved bull mascot by the name of Manolo. And he's a rock star. He's a local celebrity, a popular selfie spot. And Manolo is a 150-pound fiberglass bull. He just sits cross-legged right outside this taco shop. And just in case anything ever happened, David actually put an Apple AirTag inside the bull, not thinking, of course, that anybody would want to steal this 150-pound fiberglass bull until one day... Yes, someone did. And the bull got stolen, and when he got wind of the bull theft, David didn't have a cow. He just used his air tag to stake out the bull. And where did they find this bull? Well, on someone's front porch. It turns out the people in the house, they said, well, we bought it from somebody else. So the police returned the bull back to David, where he placed the big guy now inside the taco shop, all thanks to an Apple air tag. And I'll tell you, those criminals didn't see the bulls. Red flags. <laughs> and on that happy note, welcome to the Kim Commando Show. It's America's biggest show, largest show, most trusted show about all things digital. I'm, of course, America's beloved digital goddess here with you once again. And if you're a brand new listener, so glad that you found us. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top radio stations throughout the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free. This is so great. Over at commando.com. In the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, there's a big old yellow button that says Commando Community. And that's where you sign up. It costs just a few bucks a month, but you do get a 30-day free trial. So you got to check it out. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members in 175 different countries and 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're too dang shy to come on a big-time show and podcast, I get that. You can just email me your questions. Simple way to do it is head over to the website, once again, commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. Well, every single day, I check out at least 30 to 35 different websites to make sure that we're both up to date on all things digital. And here are five things that you need to know right now, starting with number one. How many of you have heard of the app Discord? Well, if you, let me explain to you if you haven't. It's a video chat and voice app that's used by over 150 million people globally. So it's pretty big. It actually launched in 2015. But during the pandemic, when everybody was sitting on their couches, it just blew up. And it has online communities for you to chat about anything that you want, anything from celebrity gossip, YouTube, video games. But there's a dark side. And that's why I need to tell you about this. 22% of Discord users are kids. 
Now, these communities are mostly private. You have to be invited in. So this whole privacy aspect is causing serious issues because it's opened a backdoor for sickos, pedophiles, or using it to groom kids, uh, trade in child porn, and extort minors. And NBC did a really big, great investigation about this. They found 35 cases of kidnapping, grooming, sexual assault, where the communication started over the app. In one case, a teen was kidnapped, raped, and found in a backyard shed. She was groomed on Discord for months. Now, Discord knows there's a child abuse problem going on. They took down over 37,000 accounts for child safety violations in the last quarter, 2022. 37,000. So they say that you can't go on the platform unless you're 13 years old, but kids always find a way. So what I want you to do is ask the kids in your family if they're on Discord. If they say yes, I want you to make them watch the NBC story about their investigation. You can find it on YouTube. All right, moving on to number two, let's talk about TikTok. Yes, that Chinese communist company. This week, TikTok sent a letter to the U.S. government admitting that they've been storing data about American TikTok creators, lots of it, right there in China uh, before they said they didn't do this. The drama actually started when some of the senators started begin questioning TikTok's CEO, and he stood in front of Congress and actually said, oh, the data, we keep it in Virginia and Singapore. Don't worry about us. Well, then Forbes Mag, they dug a little deeper, and guess what they found? Shocker, TikTok was lying. So they sent the U.S. government a rebuttal to the Forbes report, and they say that the data that they're gathering in China is just creator data. Oh, just that, and that's different than user data. Oh, my gosh, okay. My advice, get off TikTok, like yesterday. If you have to use it and you just can't get rid of it, you want to get a burner phone. My USA Today column that they're going to publish in a week is all about how you can use TikTok the safe way, and you can read it right now on my website, commando.com. All right, number three, ChatGPT has broken all records. Since its launch last November, it has gotten over 100 million accounts. Wow. It pulls in 1.8 billion visitors every single month. No other website in the history of the internet has ever done this before. But here's the deal. It's still a new website. And a cybersecurity firm found over 101,000 ChatGPT login credentials for sale in the dark web. And it's happening because of this raccoon malware. It gets into your computer and you download an app or file, and then it just steals all your info. So ChatGPT has already been banned for folks who work for Apple, Amazon, Verizon, J.P. Morgan, host slew of others, because whatever you feed into it is not private. It uses whatever you type into ChatGPT for its AI to learn. So big warning. It's great, helpful, but be careful what you give it as far as information. Number four, here's the truth about OnlyFans. You know, it's always out there. Some young woman comes out and says, I am making tens of thousands of dollars a week just in bikini shots. I swear, mom and dad. Well, news out, the average OnlyFans creator earns a mere $180 a month. That's it. Even with as many as 5,000 followers, you're only going to make about $500 a month. Because OnlyFans put caps on how much their creators can collect as tips and fees and private messages and th good things like that. Now, some young women discover that once other people know about what they're doing on OnlyFans, they can often lose a job and not be considered hireable by most professional companies. So at the end of the day, who really wants to be associated with porn? I mean, or so-called OnlyFans hookers. I mean, OnlyFans models. And finally, this, coming in at number five, Beyonce's bidet is for sale on eBay. Sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Hmm. 
and it's not cheap. So how did this precious item end up on eBay? The new owners of an L.A. mansion that Beyonce and Jay-Z owned are gutting the place. They're doing a whole remodel. Instead of tossing everything out or donating it, they put a bunch of items up for sale on eBay. Doors, windows, and a bidet. Now, if you don't know what a bidet is, here's a simple way to explain it. Water goes shooty-shooty at your booty-booty. That's right. Now, so far, the bidet has racked up about $2,500 in eBay bidding. They're just crazy about it. Uh, so in case you're looking for a, uh, a bidet uh, that Beyonce sat on, then you can find that on eBay. So I'm starting to think of this. If anyone's interested, I'm going to make my bidet available at a good price. You can send your request to Kim's Poop Doesn't Stink at commando.com. All right, coming up, we have just an incredible interview with a woman that you don't want to miss who was romance scammed by almost $100,000. And we also have some tips and more phone calls, of course. We're talking about your phone's address book, why it's really neat to keep that safe and secure, and some fake home listing scams. And of course, yeah, more of me you don't want to miss, Kim Commando. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're not getting the whole commando experience, yes, what is that? Make sure that you get our free newsletters. Head over to getkim.com right now. And over 400,000 folks get them every single day, and they love them, and you will too. Once again, that address is getkim.com. Kate Kleinhart, she's been through a lot. She lost her husband to cancer. She spent over a decade just honoring his memory, not even thinking about dating again, until one day it happened. She met a guy online. He's a surgeon. His name's Tony. And it seemed like this could have been the real deal. And he was smooth. He said all the right things. Like he told Kate, since the time I fell in love with you, I can't stop thinking about you. I can only see my future with you. I will never stop loving you. I will pray that I will always wake up next to you and hold you in my arms forever. Ah, what a great love story. Mm, not. It's a story of manipulation, deceit, heartbreak. Tony wasn't real. He was a scammer. And get this, he stole almost $90,000 from Kate and absolutely devastated. But here's the thing about Kate. She did not go down without her voice out there. She's a fighter, and she's chosen to use the story to raise awareness and protect others from falling victim to similar scams as an ambassador for AARP. And Kate now joins us to share her entire story. And I want to start by asking you about your life before your encounter with Tony. Okay. Well, I was an executive secretary up, up until I needed to leave my job to take care of my husband for the last two years of his life. And... Um, then I had an eBay business after that, just trying to sell things and keep things going for a while. Mm -hmm. You have to remember this was during the, uh, the lockdown of the pandemic. So we were all shut in at that time, not able to get out to visit other people or family or friends. And um, it was uh, tough, I think, that way emotionally so that maybe I was more susceptible to his um, coming on to me, I think. Mm -hmm. So how did Tony enter your life? Well, I had been receiving friend requests from other men on e on uh, Facebook, but I never accepted those friend requests. Never. I honestly can't tell you what it was about Tony, except that he the pictures he sent were of a very handsome man. 
dressed as a doctor in scrubs and some pictures in a white coat. Um, very handsome. So that in itself was appealing. But he said he was interested in my profile, like the same things I did. And he thought I was pretty. So that got him a few extra points, too. So I accepted the friend request. And we spoke back and forth for a few days, which was very nice. Where did Tony say that he lived? He told me he was on an assignment in Iraq. And it was through a U.N. contract that he was there um, in a field hospital. He was an orthopedic surgeon, and he was there to work on the soldiers who had been hurt in in the battle that was going on there. So that's why things were so secretive. He couldn't be on a face-to-face call. He said it was too dangerous. Um, he couldn't have money on him because it wasn't safe for him to have any kind of money or access to money there. Now, I read somewhere that Tony involved his kids in this this whole relationship and scam. What happened there? Well, we had talked about family and I told him I had never had children, which was certainly a heartache to me. Then he spoke about his two children that were back in England in a boarding school and that he had told them about me and that he was in love with me. This was very early on. And I said, how in the world can you be in love with me? We haven't even met. But he said the kids were so excited about this. Their mom had died several years earlier, and they were very excited about having a new mom. And they asked Tony if they could call me mom. It certainly touched my heart when I would get these email from these kids calling me mom. Can't wait till we get together. Oh, what's our first Christmas going to be like? And looking forward to it. And I'm so happy that you love my dad. And all these wonderful messages from these kids. So it certainly did touch me where I live. Wow. Now, when did you sit back and think to yourself, I'm not sure that this is totally legit? There were small messages throughout this that I would think, ah, this just doesn't sound right. And the fact that Tony told me he was my age, which at that time was 67, And then he had these young kids that just didn't add up. And when I pushed him one time on the phone and said, "Okay, quick, what year were you born? He immediately said, my beeper just went off. I've got to get back to the hospital. Well, now that was pretty convenient. (laughs) And the next time he called me, he said, "Uh, I was born in 1953. Said, well, how long did it take you to do the math before you called me back? He was insulted (laughs) that I was even asking him that. But. It just, there were little things that just didn't add up, but he was being so romantic and being so wonderful to me on these phone calls that I think I pushed that part back. I didn't want to even think about it because it was, I was having a good time talking to him. Then when did the subject of money come up? It was actually, believe it or not, a couple of months. And that's something about these people that, Americans don't quite understand. They are very willing to take as much time as necessary before they can draw you in. They've got you hooked. And then they start asking for, they have these emergencies that, of course, by that point, you want to help them. You want to do something to help them. His emergency was with his daughter, that she was in England and she was sick 
and needed some medicine and he wasn't able to send her any money. And could I please help by getting a gift card and sending her the money so that she could get her medicine? And of course I would. You know, by then I had been trading email with this girl several times a week. So I felt very bad that she was sick and alone, of course, and needed medicine. So I fell for that one. And and how much was that first gift card? It was $100. Now, I have to tell you, I've heard so many of these romance scams. But Kate, no one has really gone into such detail about how really manipulative these guys can be. I mean, I really appreciate you talking about what's called love bombing. That's when somebody reaches out to you on Facebook and they say, oh, you're going to be the person I want to spend my life with forever and ever. And then they overwhelm you with affection and compliments and these expressions of intense feelings or love. Well, you know, I want to get more into that. And also, I'd like to know, how did Tony ask for the money? And how did you really fall for his sob stories? I mean, you're a smart woman. It's obvious listening to you that you're savvy. You know what's going on in the world. But here's the deal. We have to pay the bills around here because we've got a lot of bills. I mean, we've got internet connections, satellite fees, uh, payroll, taxes, all that other stuff. So what that means is that we have to take a real short commercial break. And when we come back, I want us to really delve into your story, Kate, a lot deeper. So folks, stay right with us because this unbelievable story of love and deceit you need to know about because I don't want it to happen to you or anyone else that you know. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Kate Kleiner. Now, her husband died of cancer about 10 years ago, and then she was on Facebook, and then it happened. A good-looking surgeon by the name of Tony, who was working overseas, reached out to her with promises of love and friendship and this wonderful life together and, and some kids that Kate never had. It just was everything just all boiled up into one. So, Kate, thanks again for telling us your story. I said, well, how in the world am I going to be here in Pennsylvania, buy a gift card, and she's in England? How do I get that to her quickly? And he said, if you take a picture of the front and the back and the receipt and email it to her, she'll be able to use it just like money. And a few minutes after I emailed her those pictures, I checked the balance and it was zero. So she had gotten that money right off of the card. It was just all via email? It was just via email, but Tony would send pictures of he and the kids at different times. Christmas pictures, summer pictures of them swimming. He had a treasure trove of pictures of this man and these two children. So he was able to provide pictures for almost any subject or season or whatever it was we were talking about. There was some kind of a picture he could send to me. Did the money train keep coming? It did. And... The, the first, the next request, rather, was from his son, who he was younger than, than the daughter. The son had was uh, pouting because his sister had gotten money and he didn't. 
So Tony asked me if I could please send a gift card to his son so that he could get a video game or something to keep him occupied because England was on a much stricter lockdown than we were at that time. So, of course, I did that, too. But then it just was Tony needed money. He wasn't able to continue to call me without a better signal. That cost money. He wanted better food. He was sick. The boy was sick. Everybody was sick. Everybody needed money. Um, Then Tony wanted to come here to visit me, and he needed the money for his airfare. So there was just one after another. And I know that that makes me sound like um, I really fell for that. But he also sent me, it was a Bank of America account, his sign-on and his uh, password. And I signed on to it, and it looked absolutely perfect. And it showed a balance of $2 million. And he kept saying to me, I will pay you back as soon as I arrive. I will pay everything back and more. So don't worry about the money. You'll get everything back. Well, when I saw the balance on the bank account, that just kind of confirmed it. So I thought I I was. You know, the guy's got got a couple million dollars in the bank. It sounds looks good, right? (laughs) And he's a handsome doctor to boot. So, hey. (laughs) You know what? If I wasn't married, send him over here. I mean, just saying. Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 how much total money did you send over through him to him as kids, whatever it may be? Thirty nine thousand dollars, wow. and it may have been more if I had had any more, but that was all that I had. Um, you know, my husband had been very sick the last two years of his life. I didn't work. I was home taking care of him. So we had no income and we quickly went through savings and what have you. So I didn't have a whole lot. And I sent what I had to Tony. What happened when you told Tony, like, I'm out of cash. I don't have any more money. Well, I would tell him that when he would call again and say, I need such. And I'd say to him, I I can't even meet my obligations here. I can't pay my bills or I'm not able to buy food this week because I have no money. He wasn't real sympathetic to that. And that was bothering me. Like, if he loves me so much, why isn't he worried about this? Um, but he his needs were always much greater. He knew when my Social Security arrived he so he would say okay i know you've got money today and um he would need it for whatever reason so basically tony took your savings your yes. i guess life, life insurance money from your husband uh, the, yes what was left of my husband's life insurance some of my what i could get out of my 401k yeah um did you lose your house I lost my house, but not from the finances. I lost it because I didn't have money to get something repaired, and I had a house fire, and I lost my house to a fire. Oh, wow. What did Tony say when he heard about that? Well, by that point, I knew he was a scam, and we were not communicating. But The fire happened last summer, and in September, Tony, out of the blue, called me again, and I was so shocked. He called me through this app, and I was so shocked I picked it up, and he talked like we had been talking all week. You know, hi, honey. How are you? How are things going? I was like, I've had a pretty rough time. I've lost my house. My six dogs died in the fire. I was devastated at that. Devastated. 
And he's, oh, that's, oh my gosh, that's awful. But listen, I need $1,500. So uh, I need you to get some gift cards and send me that. I said, did, did you hear me? Did you hear me just say I lost my house and everything I owned, every single thing. I mean, it burnt to the ground. There was nothing that I got out of the fire. And he said, yeah, but I know you've got money. I said, How? I don't have money. And he said, now, I know your friends have put up a GoFundMe page for you. And that scared the living daylights out because he had been watching what was going on. If he knew that, I'm sure he knows a lot more than that. But he knew that there was a GoFundMe page. And that really scared me. I, I don't blame you. That, that is frightening. So now you're on a mission, right? Yes, you bet I am. And so tell us about tell us about what you're doing. Well, the only place I got any kind of help or any support was from AARP. The police didn't want to hear my story. Um, I tried the state police, the local police. They all said it wasn't a crime. I had willingly given Tony this money. So I was really uh, standing by myself and not knowing what to do. And someone gave me the phone number to AARP's fraud hotline. And I called there and I got the nicest man, the nicest, most supportive person. And he said, that hammer you have in your hand, hitting yourself over the head, it's time to put that down. And that has stayed with me. But he then asked me if I was willing to tell my story. And I thought it would just be into the AARP magazine that they send out. But actually, it was a reporter who put it in a newspaper that was then picked up by USA Today. So my story was out there. But it didn't bother me to tell my story. It doesn't embarrass me to say what I've done or how it happened or how stupid I look, even though it's not my fault, because the scammers are much more skilled at all of this than we are. But it angers me that so many, many people are falling victim to these things. And if my telling my story and saying the red flags that I have discovered along the way, if that stops someone from getting involved, it would be a blessing to me. What are the red flags? Well, there are several. And of course, I wish I had known them before but and not learned of them after, but... Um, one of the things is that these people get romantic very quickly, very, very quickly. They want to try and sweep you off your feet and then get you involved in sending money. So if they get romantic way before you think it's the right time, that's a red flag. One of the other things is Tony and I would speak through the laptop. So if we were doing that and my phone would ring, he jumped Mm -hmm. all over that. Who is that? Who's calling you? I want to know who that is. I don't like people calling you. I, you just need to talk to me. So they also try to separate you from your family and friends and become dependent on them. So that's something to watch out for. And of course, asking for gift cards or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or whatever is is a red flag. No bills can be paid with a gift card. So if they're saying that, oh, they've got to pay their bills or they need that or something, it's it's just their way of trying to get money from you. Well, Kate, I commend you. I'm proud of you for coming forward. I'm well, sure, thanks. you know, a lot of people that are listening right now are saying, yeah, that happened to me and I'm embarrassed. 
and I could never do what Kate's doing. But I bet, I bet, I don't know how many people we've helped, but I bet there's at least maybe 50 to 100 people out there listening right now at this moment, Kate, because we, we have a big platform here wow. that are saying, you know, I am going to stop because of Kate. Oh, and, wow. And you are making a difference. And I'm going to ask if Kate has helped you, I would like you to reach out to me and let me know. Because this way, Kate, I want to let you know. That would be great. I really would love to hear if someone has stopped because of what I've said. It really would make things so worthwhile for me. And so the the house, do you have your house back through the GoFundMe? Um, I actually had a much better homeowner's insurance policy than I realized. So um, it, it kicked in. And I was able to um, get a new home. So I am in a new location. Good. And Fresh start. Enjoying it. It's a new life. It truly is. And I'm very grateful for it. So if I can give some of that back and help other people. And I do have my Irish up over this. I am very angry that this has happened. So that fuels me to get out there and speak to crowds or whatever. I've spoken to law enforcement groups about not blaming the victim and seeing where the real blame should go. It's not because we're stupid. It's the other person, the scammer, is much better at getting us caught up in this than than we can imagine. Well, Kate, thank you for telling your story. I, I appreciate you being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Now, if you listened to this whole interview, you thought, oh, that would never happen to me, Kim Commando. I don't know anyone that would happen to Get this, about one in four couples are meeting online these days. So it's big business. Online romance and these fantasy scams, though, it's really big business. Americans are being swindled. So much money. $1.3 billion in 2022. That's according to the Federal Trade Commission. So, yeah, these fake friend requests come in on the social media channels. But the other thing I just want you to know is that scammers... They read the obituaries. So, yes, I know we want to honor our loved ones, but just keep in mind there's a lot of personal information that a criminal can take from one of those obituaries and then use it to exploit you. So always keep that in mind. All right, still to come, we have more of your phone calls. We're going to talk about how you need to stop giving your phone's address book every time somebody asks for it. And then some fake home listing scams are on the rise and need to warn you about. And, of course, you have me, Kim Commando. All right, back to the phones we go with Ron in Caldwell, Idaho. Hi. Hey, um, what I've got is a question concerning an ad I keep seeing um, when I'm playing my my game apps, and that is a plant identification app that also tells you how to give your plant better health. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen it for two or three different companies. So I've got two-part question. Number one, can it really do that? Can it really tell me my plant needs more coffee? <laughs> or, uh, and, and if it does, which of all these apps is, are good and which are just come on? Well, you know, it's interesting because with the advent of facial recognition technology and now other type of recognition technology, if it's just a, a plant that you're trying to identify, you probably don't even need an app. And that's because you can use Google Lens, uh, and that's free uh, from Google. 
And you can just take a picture of it, tells you exactly what it is. And then if you're on an iPhone, the same thing is possible using the Apple Photo app. It's just you take a picture of something, you hit the big letter I, and then bingo tells you what it is. Now, if you're looking for more Mm. than that, uh, that's where, as you mentioned, there are like several out there. There's Plant Snap, there's Picture This, there's Plant Ticks, uh, and there's something called iNaturalist. Now, if you are looking for which one that I would probably look at is, is the iNaturalist. Uh, it has millions of observations. It shows you insects and birds and plants and then uh, you can learn different ways to take care of your plants, and you just open up your camera, you start taking a look at it, whatever it may be. You know, and these are really fun apps. Now, but you may not like that one, and so that's why before you pay for any app, there's always a free trial, and that's what's nice about these apps. You get a at least a, a, a free try before you actually have to start paying for it. And then you want to pay attention to what exactly that you're paying for. So if they start charging you for a monthly fee to start identifying plants, and unless you're doing this every single day when you're out on a walk, I'd probably say no to it. Uh, again, the other ones that you want to take a look at is Plant Snap, Picture This, and then the one that I think you might want to take a look at first is called iNaturalist. And as I mentioned, it's, it's really great for identifying plants and animals. And it kind of has a game to it, which might be kind of fun for you to check out as well. And Ron, thank you for your call. Hey, speaking of your phone, I just want to remind you that anytime that you have an app and it says, hey, would you like us to find your friends and, and share your address book and all that other good stuff? Well, what I want you to do is just say no. Don't give apps access to your phone's contacts. And you can also review which apps already have the access and turn it off. And always pay attention because when you're sharing that address book, companies build what's called shadow profiles. And they can learn a ton about you and also the people who you know, even if they're not using that platform. So it's really sneaky stuff. And that's why they want your contact in your address book. So anytime you install an app and they say, hey, would you like us to have your contacts and find you new friends? Just say no, no, thank you. No, 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 right? Got to keep our data to ourselves. Well, as much as possible. Okay, if you're on the hunt for a new place to call home, I want you to be super careful because fraudsters are rampant using these real real estate website listings to trick you into handing over your cash. Now, the worst part, if you get suckered, you're left without your money and you don't have a home either. So it looks like what you may have found is the perfect home online, and this is where it starts. But I don't want you to dive in headfirst in a hurry. You want to give that ad a good, hard look first. If you see a price that's way lower than other homes in the area, that's a big red flag. What about the photos? If they're blurry, worse, or not there, something's fishy. Now, if you're already in touch with a property manager or real estate agent, see if they're trying to rush you through the process. And if they want your personal information or cash without all the usual steps, credit checks, good stuff like that, definitely a no-go. I want you to run away. Don't walk away. Now, if the kids in your family are thinking about renting a house or an apartment, I want you to be sure to share this important warning with them too. And speaking of these warnings, every single day, we pass them along in our free newsletters. So if you're not already getting our free newsletters, head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. And do me a solid. Tell three friends about The Kim Commando Show and also The Kim Commando Today podcast because knowledge is power. And you can find me at commando.com.
This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Thank you.